the biggest thing is just that there's so much of it and it just keeps growing and growing. And so the challenge is how do you manage it at scale? That's Margaret Craig, CEO of Signiant, talking about the challenges of content metadata in our industry. You're listening to the Metadata Matters podcast from Grey Meta. In this podcast series, Grey Meta talks to people working with metadata on a daily basis to understand their perspectives and learn about best practices. In particular, I will focus on how technology like machine learning and AI can help generate, curate and work with that metadata. I'm Matt Eaton, Managing Director of EMEA at Grey Meta. This week, we learn how Signian is helping meet their customers' metadata challenges. Signian is a trusted broker in the exchange of media files across the content supply chain, and Margaret helps me explore a number of topics, including chain of custody metadata, allowing content owners to know where the content has been and where it is going, how products like cloud specs are helping checking expected metadata is present before moving files, using machine learning services to optimize the movement of content based on the package being sent, Uh, taxonomies and schemas, when they need to be strict and when they need to be flexible, the trade-off of human curation versus automation, and finally, corporate memory. Here's the interview. And this week, we are uh, privileged to be joined by uh, Margaret Craig, the CEO of Signian. Hi, Margaret. Hi, Matt. Thanks for having me. Great to have you here. And um, to start with, um, and, and for our listeners that are outside the media and entertainment industry, um, could you just briefly introduce Signian and describe the role metadata plays in your solutions? Sure. I'll start with the core value proposition of Signian is moving large files fast. So more specifically, we have advanced transport technology that enables you to send very large data sets over any IP network. And that's actually problematic with standard technology because of latency and packet loss. And we minimize the impact of those factors. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Um, And just in terms of metadata, how, how does metadata play a role within that uh, movement of large files? Yeah, so it has always been involved in that, for example, chain of custody is an important part of our value proposition. So it's really important for high value assets that the owner of those assets knows where they've been and where they're going and who has touched them. So that's part of what our software stack does is handles that chain of custody metadata. But more recently, we've been expanding that proposition because one of the things that Signian has been going through over the last several years is transitioning from licensed software to delivering more of our software via SaaS. And that's an important thing um, for this class of technology because unlike some kinds of technology, it isn't just a business model thing for us but we can actually abstract some of the complexity away from our customers by managing that as a SaaS. So we've built a SaaS platform, again, to deliver this technology to move large files fast, that you can think of as kind of an SDN-like architecture in that it disaggregates the control plane from the data plane. So in our case, the data plane is where that 
file movement happens. And remember that these days that file has to move between all different kinds of storage. So it might be moving between a data center and a cloud, between clouds, between data centers. So all of the movement is happening in that data plane. But then there's also a control plane component to our architecture. And that's more about the metadata. So the control plane is where we orchestrate the movement of the files and collect information, deliver the interfaces, send emails, um, administer the security. So all of that control layer is now very metadata intensive. Yeah, yeah, great, really, really interesting. We'll, we'll get into that um, high level architecture in, uh, in a bit more detail as we go on, I think. And um, taking a step back, what, what are some of the biggest challenges in the media and entertainment industry that you've seen regarding metadata? I think the biggest thing is just that there's so much of it and it just keeps growing and growing. And so the challenge is how do you manage it at scale? And that's the thing that we've been seeing for years is that at a very small scale and with one kind of metadata or a small set of assets, you can kind of get your head around it. But now with the explosion in all of those dimensions, that's just a huge challenge for everybody because the importance of metadata, of course, continues to grow. That's how you find your assets, that's how you monetize them. It's it, absolutely essential. But again, there's just so much of it. Yeah, and and, and this is a, this is a, a topic that's come up a, a few times on the the podcast series. And um, you know, talking about the volume and the variety. And then you've got the speed as well. Uh, as you say, it's just exploding um, and need to be managed. Um, I know Signian uh, has recently um, published a blog series called Introducing Metadata Everywhere. Um, and that lists 10 different areas where Signian helps content owners with, with metadata. Um, I wonder if you could talk through some of those different use cases um, that the blog series will cover. Sure, first I'll just note the most obvious of those. So I talked about chain of custody up front. Of course, we also provide the ability to serve a form and have user entered descriptive metadata that we then carry along with the asset. So that's kind of a natural extension of moving files. But some of the ones that are kind of more interesting and more advanced, um, the first of these is a capability we have called CloudSpec. And CloudSpecs is a fairly simple utility or workflow that does a pre-flight check on a media asset to make sure that it's in the right format before it's allowed to transfer to the destination. So this came from a very real customer need where customers were telling us when we get content from our content producers, lots of it is just bad in the sense that maybe they forgot the audio track or it's not an MXS file? And is there a way to filter that out so that it isn't consuming our bandwidth and our time and our QC resources, but push that back into the supply chain? So CloudSpec is a simple utility that takes a metadata fingerprint and uses media info to see what's in there. And then we compare it with a delivery spec that is sitting up in the cloud so everybody can access it. 
And those delivery specs can be standard things like BPT, or they can be customized. And then it just sends back a message from the cloud. And again, this is from our control plane, sends back a message saying, nope, that one can't go. It's not right. And here's what's wrong with it. So it's not deep inspection. It's not super complex. It's not real QC. But customers tell us it can trap out maybe 80% of the bad stuff and make it their supply chain's problem rather than the content recipient. So that's a, a good example of having this kind of architecture where we're touching the asset itself in the data plane and then making some intelligent decisions about it in the control plane. It really shows some of the power of that platform. So that, that utility is called CloudSpec. That's one. Another one that you'll be interested in, Matt, because of Gray Meta's focus on artificial intelligence is that our next generation transport actually is AI and metadata centric. So what it does is doesn't just use a standard form of transport, but rather looks at the data set that's being transferred, um, network conditions at this time, historical network conditions, a bunch of things going on, and then makes decisions and dynamically optimizes that transport for this moment in time and will continue to adjust it so that you're always getting a, a transport that is tuned for the conditions at the time. So that's another one that is unique and interesting and the decisions are not super advanced with the AI right now, but there's a lot of room for us to continue to refine that and make more and more complex decisions based on more and more metadata about the situation. And then the third one that I'm getting a lot of interest from our customers on is the fact that our platform connects industry-wide anonymized data. So it's important to note that the control plane of our platform is multi-tenant. So we run a single deployment of software that serves thousands and thousands of customers. So that means that, of course, we're providing their chain of custody Date, metadata only to them, but we're also collecting a lot of information that we can share. So for example, a customer might say, hey, are people really using IMS across the industry? Well, we can start to answer those kinds of questions because we move millions and millions of files every day and we can tell whether they're IMF or not without violating anybody's privacy. So I think that's a really interesting area for the industry going forward is how can we learn from and share anonymized industry-wide metadata in addition to specific things for each business. That's great. And, and it's gonna be really useful for uh, forecasting and, and, and uh, planning um, from an operations point of view. Exactly. And even things like looking out there and seeing when are the world's networks most full? Right. So there are ways for if we could share that information, everybody could do some optimization. So there's a lot of opportunities that if that's a ways out to, for practical applications, but there are a lot of just kind of curiosity based applications today, like the IMS thing. The, the examples that you mentioned are saving time and, and money by by not sort of transferring assets that aren't ready to be transferred. And then then the 
the insights one that you mentioned around you know the uh, statistics is is really you know much more strategic looking and and look in terms of you know ha- how to plan and uh, and 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 build out your strategy going forward in terms of moving the assets around yeah that's one of the interesting things and i've listened to a number of your other podcasts and one of the things that does strike me is just that the whole metadata topic is so tactical and so strategic right so you're sur- you're solving small important tactical day-to-day problems but it also needs to be thought of very strategically because it sets the direction for where the business is going, how you monetize things, and how you optimize and make your operations more efficient at a macro level. We uh, we had the IABM on this week uh, in, in on the podcast episode, and they were talking about how you know they're using the uh, machine learning services to find specific pieces of content when people are mentioning cloud or um, IMF. But they're also using that metadata to help drive recommendations on their website. So, uh, you know, knowing somebody is looking for IMF content, you know, it, it can be used to, to, to increase engagement. Yeah, those are interesting things because they're very actionable. And that's one of the things that you do find with some of the more abstract, big, bigger picture um, business intelligence things is it's interesting, but is it actionable? Can you do anything that does in fact increase access to your content or findability of your content or make operations more efficient? So I think that's going to be an interesting thing going forward is to see where um, maybe the pendulum has swung too far in some areas of expectations, but where can it really drive actionable things? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What new developments excite you the most about some of the solutions addressing metadata and challenges for your customers? One of the things that we're really focused on is how to how to solve some of these small and tactical problems. So not boil the ocean. I think there's a lot of, you know, there are asset management systems around. There's a lot of focus on standardization. Um, There are a lot of thoughts going into how do you solve the big problem? We're more focused on how do you solve some little problems? So one thing that we've done recently is acquired a small company called Less Pain Software that makes an application called Kino. And this was a technology acquisition, a tuck-in acquisition for Signet, specifically to solve some metadata-related problems for our customers. So one of the interesting things as customers have adopted our SaaS platform is that they start to think of Signiant not necessarily as moving files, but more about a storage abstraction layer through which they access files. Because remember, those files now might be in any cloud, any data center. So where do they get a federated view of them? Well, a lot of times it's through the Signiant platform. So the moving files value proposition is still really important because if you do need to move it, you need to have the technology there to do it. But customers started to ask us for, hey, as long as my assets are in this environment, you know, we're not taking custody of them, but we're providing the portal or the lens into that repository. 
can you do some other things for us? So for example, can you enable federated search across my storage repositories? And can you let me play that file that might be in the cloud to make sure it's the right one before I download it? So that's the problem that Kino and Less Pain is helping us solve. So they have a media engine that creates proxies, lets you play any kind of asset. And we're building into our SaaS platform now, more advanced search and more advanced play. We have those capabilities at a rudimentary level now, but we want to build those out further. So this little acquisition will help us enhance those capabilities. It's kind of an interesting um, thing for us because customers ask for this and then they say, oh, but wait, wouldn't you rather have us just move the whole file down rather than help us not move it? But that's where we have to make sure that we're willing to move forward with the industry. And we've taken the position that, no, we're going to move forward. We'll help you do what is most efficient for your operation. And so sometimes you're going to want to bring it down, but we're not going to artificially drive that behavior. The most efficient behavior for our customers is to play it and make sure it's the right one, maybe cut out a piece of it so that they don't have to pay egress charges to their cloud provider to pull it down. Yeah, makes sense. And could you talk a bit about how um, Signian helps companies with uh, content and metadata throughout the supply chain? So one of the key roles that we play in the supply chain is we are effectively the trusted broker for the exchange of content between media companies. So our technology has always had a mechanism to create peering between two deployments of significant technology and let one company enable access to another company. And so that's the key area where we provide supply chain metadata. So we don't do something that tracks it all the way through, but we do make sure that those handoffs are well managed and that there's always chain of custody information when it's moving, not just within a company, but also from company A to company B. So that's another piece that this architecture that we've been talking about, that's another role that that architecture plays because you can imagine that that um, multi-tenant intercompany control plane is actually the way that you facilitate those handshakes to enable companies to exchange content. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Okay, yeah, no, thanks for explaining that a bit. Yeah, that's, that, that makes sense. Um, because I, I think this is an, another to common topic that's come up in the episodes is um, the enrichment of content with metadata throughout the supply chain, uh, especially with localization, may, you know, it happens at different stages and, and, and that, I guess the, the 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 content and the metadata gets bigger and bigger as it as it rolls down the hill, and um, and we've had some interesting debates. Um, I was on with uh, all three media um, a couple of episodes ago, and they were talking about actually uh, you know, the 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 rights of the metadata, copywriting the synopsis, for example. It, is it okay 
to reuse a synopsis that somebody else has already um, written, um, or should you write your own if you want to distribute it and, and things like that. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's getting more complex as well as the volumes of, of, of metadata as, uh, as it gets more enriched, I think. Absolutely, and it, it leads to the whole debate, which is also interesting about to what extent is metadata something that you deal with in a structured way, and to what extent is it unstructured, right? So do you really need to define a schema where everything has its place and you fill in every um, blank in the asset management system, or is it just kind of a giant pile of metadata that you need really good search to poke around in there and see what you can find. What's your view on that? Um, now, for, it depends on the type of metadata. Um, ah, good answer. <laughs> from a technical metadata point of view, I can see the argument for, you know, absolutely for a schema, um, yeah. because it's, it's so important for interoperability and things like that. Um, I, I think there's more leeway in terms of time-specific editorial descriptive metadata where you don't know what you want to search for tomorrow. So having a whole pile of metadata um, you know, is, is quite useful if you're looking for the word sunset or something like that. That's <laughs> a really good point. And certainly from a standard, you know, we, we have that information is in our files, the technical metadata. And so that all definitely makes sense, yeah. but it's more in the contextual and descriptive stuff where it can just be endless. No, I, I, I spent a long time in my earlier career uh, putting together um, taxonomies based on Dublin core and things like that, that really were never used. Uh, unfortunately, there were works of art um, on, a, on an Excel spreadsheet, but in practice, yeah, it, 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 the business moves on too quickly. Exactly. And I had, I did some of that at an earlier stage in my career too. And that was the thing is the taxonomies just couldn't keep up with the change in the business. And remember that thing about it would always be, oh, we need more bits. We need more fields. We need more, 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 because it was growing in complexity and just, you just can't boil the ocean because it was, those dam systems sort of were always asymptotically approaching completion and you just could never quite get there. Yeah, yeah. I, I heard um, someone describe it pretty well as um, a, like a taxonomy, more as a, a blast radius where you have like a, a small core set of metadata, you know, which is, you know, maybe a dozen fields that, you know, are, are, are fairly static. I mean, you know, episode title and synopsis and things like that. But then it get you, you know, gets uh, more flexible as you go further out. And uh, yeah, that's definitely yeah. pragmatic approach, I think. Yeah, that's a really good way of describing it. And another way that we've kind of looked at it as we figure out how our platform um, adapt to more and more metadata is that it isn't really unstructured, but it's more semi-structured, right? You have classes of metadata right. and it isn't one big pile, but it's maybe several piles. So I think that semi-structured model is probably closer to where it will land. Yeah, yeah, 
that, that yeah that's really important but i think the um especially in the creative uh, setting um it, it's amazing what you can find with unstructured data as well or semi-structured data you know when, when you're you're looking we work we were working with a, a client just before um lockdown well it was actually march last year and they were looking for content in children's um programming uh around all references to virus and they would have had to trawl through the, the scripts the you know the subtitle files um but we found images where they had a, com a computer virus of uh, on an animated um, still and those kinds of things that were really interesting. You really wouldn't have thought of, uh, you know, looking there. But, uh, you know, you ask it to find virus and it will find virus wherever it is. Um, so you, you can get some really interesting results using that. Too. And it, that's a good example of how no matter how good the search is, you still need a person there to say, no, that isn't what we meant by that, right? Uh, yes, yes, exactly. And uh, yes, uh, to sort through f false positives and, and things like that, because, yeah, context is everything. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, uh, I think uh, the machine learning is, is very good at getting better all the time, but um, we always advocate a human in the loop. Um, to uh, to review and to uh, to then decide on you know how that is going to be used. Yeah. yeah, I think that's one of the things that is so interesting in the industry is still the trade off between people and automation, and so that's of course metadata just falls right in the center of that, but we see it across the board just in basic workflows is you can build a metadata directed workflow to do almost anything and you can automate almost anything but it's a separate question of well should you and will it be more efficient and get you good results so that's another thing around the whole metadata um, discussion these days is just how how far do you take it and eliminating all people from an operation might not be the best idea and might not actually get you there. No, no, no. And, and a really good example of that is um, um, Arrow uh, International Media, who, who, again, I interviewed recently. Um, their editors are using uh, machine learning to find um, key scenes in the rushes um, that they get for the, you know, from the dailies. And, um, it, and it's not... It's not those money shots that they're looking for. They're looking for the the incidental shots. I mean, the, the editor knows where the, the the important bit where the criminal says, "I did it." Um, that's, <laughs> that's that's obvious. That's they're going to find that. They don't need machine learning to find that, but they do need machine learning to speed up. You know, uh, probably eighty percent of their time that is spent looking for a a good shot of a sheriff's car turning down a road next to a wood um or yeah. somebody mentioning somebody's name in passing or you know a police station with a with uh, the the name of the um, the town on it that's where i think automation and metadata really comes into its own is you know that to to speed up searching uh, it, it can be you know people can be searching for you know a day um for that kind of thing um or they rely on um 
you know corporate memory and and you know ask ask bill in the corner who's been here the longest where where those shots are and and i think that's something that covid and, and well working remotely distributed teams is really kind of brought brought to the fore is the uh the the reliance on that you know the, those that corporate memory and and being able to oh. access that from your home is really important yeah that's a really good observation and then if you can do it more with machine learning and automation you can at least narrow the choices for that person right so less about making the choice but more about narrowing the choice for efficiency totally agree Excellent. Very good. Well, um, Margaret, we're, we're running out of time, but thank you so much for um, sharing your your views. And I know you're a very, very busy person. So, you know, I do appreciate your time and um, sharing um, how Signian is helping uh, make metadata matter to your customers. Thanks, Matt. I really appreciate the opportunity to be part of the conversation. Thank you. Subscribe to the Metadata Matters podcast at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. If you'd like to find out more about generating enriched time-specific metadata or GreyMeta's Curio platform, visit greymeta.com or email me at metadatamatters, one word, at greymeta.com. See you next time.